You're listening to the Book Your Dream Clients podcast, episode 75. You're listening to the Book Your Dream Clients podcast, where we believe business can be simple and you can use your intuition to run towards your goal. Self-made business and success coach, Lindsay Maloney, helps you start and scale your dream coaching business. With her step-by-step intuitive and creative guidance, you'll leave ready to put her tips into action, push your business forward, and work with your dream clients. Lindsay is here to help you get unstuck and structure your brilliance into a coaching business that's sustainable and financially exhilarating. Here's your host, Lindsay Maloney. On today's episode, I'm chatting with my new friend, Melissa McGraw, founder of The Creative Potential. Melissa has helped brands gain millions of website visitors. She's helped brands grow their organic audience by millions and brands she's worked with have multiplied their organic search by triple digits in a matter of months. She's bringing all that big brand experience to help creative entrepreneurs boost their online presence so they can make the impact and the money they want. Melissa is dropping all kinds of knowledge bombs in this episode. You are going to love it. SEO is not a fun topic, but Melissa somehow made it fun. And she's going to give you so many ideas for your website so you can drive more traffic to it so you can book your gym clients. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the episode. Melissa, thank you so much for being on the Book Your Gym Clients podcast. I'm so excited you're with us today. Thanks so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Melissa, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us all about what you do and who you serve. I'm Melissa McGraw. I am the owner of The Creative Potential, where I help fellow entrepreneurs get their businesses found online, aka Google. (laughs) Uh, I've been in the SEO world for about... um, probably about 10 years now. I started working with Amazon about 10 years ago, um, creating SEO listings for over 100,000 products that are featured on Amazon today. And they are still one of my clients, still writing and SEO-fying, if that's even a word, listings for them, product listings for them. But I'm also helping service and product-based businesses tackle the world of SEO, getting their businesses found online. It's a necessary evil that they have to do. And many of them, well, SEO makes them want to vomit, as I've been told many, many, many times. So again, it is a necessary evil that has to be done. And that's where I come in to help them. Well, your history is slightly impressive, Melissa. (laughs) I was reading and I'm like, oh my goodness, she has written so many product descriptions and you're still working for Amazon. Everyone knows what Amazon is if they're over the age of two. So (laughs) that's amazing. So you must have started with Amazon when they first started, correct? Yes, I'm definitely seen them grow to where they are today. The, I guess, I'll call them a juggernaut of the entire online retail space. It's just been absolutely amazing and seeing where they were before to where they are today. And it's, it's not the prettiest website at all. They're not really focused on it being pretty, but it's Mm -hmm. functional and we obviously know it works, but there's nuances, especially if you sell products how to get them found online, even in the 
all of those product listings that appear on Amazon. Okay. So tell me why you decided you wanted to tap into SEO because we talked before the interview and I said, SEO makes me make a weird face and I don't <laughs> want to talk about learn. I don't want to learn about it because it seems so hard. So why, why did you fall in love with this specialty? I view it as more of a psychology of how people search online and I like the data behind it. I guess I'm a techie data geek and really diving into what makes people search online, what are they looking for, and how that would correlate to someone's website. And I'm going to say over 90% of the time, our sites are not optimized for how people would be searching for your site or for your business, because we really focus on getting the website really, really pretty, Mm -hmm. you know, the aesthetic, all the fonts, the colors, et cetera, but then kind of forgot about the why people need to be there in the first place and find it. Mm -hmm. I agree. And I think that a lot of people concentrate on the, the aesthetic, the aesthetics because it's easier for them to, to do. It's either easier for them to control. So when they think about SEO, it seems like it's very complicated to me. It always, I, I understand the importance. Um, but I think I'm just very surfacey with the SEO and I think a lot of listeners might be too. So I'm just going to ask very surfacey questions. Um, so how important is it to be found on Google? So my audience is primarily coaches. So if we could kind of talk to them a little bit, their struggle is trying to stand out amongst all of the other sea, the sea of coaches out there. So what are some things that, you know, you see maybe not just with online entrepreneurs, but other um, business owners online that are just really big red flags for you? Well, with the coaches, and I have a lot of coaches on my client roster, it's really honing in on what they serve, what pain points they are solving for their clients. Because I'm going to use this as an example. Um, One of my clients is a grief coach. Now, not everyone knows how the correct terminology of grief coach or would necessarily put that into Google. They would put into Google, if they're searching for someone in that capacity, they would put, I just lost my parents. What do I do? Mm. So it's creating content around that because that's what people are searching for. Yes, some of them might be searching for a grief coach, but others, like I mentioned, do not necessarily know that's the correct terminology. So it's kind of rewiring your mindset, your thinking of how people would search for your coaching business. There, and you have to have multiple variations within your website. That's what we call keywords within your website, or even the topics for your blogs you have to retrain yourself what people would be searching for. So basically you're seeing people are using their own words. They're not using their potential clients or students words, correct? Absolutely. Uh, Even my own topic, SEO, search engine optimization, it's a very broad topic with a lot of competition against it. It's not 
niche down enough. So if I put, how do I get my website found online? Yes, that's wordy, but that's okay. That's how people are searching. Mm. And even though it might have a lower search volume, there's also less competition. I would maybe rank for that higher on Google than just SEO. If I had a blog post title Mm. SEO, um, even I hate to say this, but you almost have to dumb it down a little bit um, because we're living in our worlds, especially from a technical standpoint, like my topic is SEO. I also have attorney clients who will say, oh, most I wrote a blog post. I have no idea what it says <laughs> because it's written in legalese and not people will just unfortunately will not be able to understand it or relate to it. So we have to kind of step back a bit and see if people can relate to our content as well. That makes total sense. And it kind of relates to your business in general. When you're trying to speak to everyone, you're kind of drowned out. And then when you niche it down and you put it in their words, people can make a better connection with you. Absolutely. Okay. So I want to talk about blog, like people who have a blog and they know that they create, they create a blog post and they're proud of the post. What's, what's, is the title as important as the copy inside the blog post? Yes, absolutely. Because that's what is causing people to click, especially in search engine results. If it were to appear on Google and that is what's grabbing people's attention right away is the blog post title. So that's what initially you see first, and that's what makes you want to click. So it's really creating that compelling call to action title. Right. Okay. So I suppose that would apply to any, any free content that you create for your business. It should all be SEO optimized then, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Even opt-in landing pages, sales pages, really all of your pages. You have to think about what would make people want to click especially if they saw it in the search engine results. Mm-hmm. Okay. So people are probably, their wheels are probably turning in their heads and they're probably thinking, okay, now should I go back and change everything? Does it matter? You see a lot of people doing SEO work um, on past work that they've done on their site. Do you recommend that? Or do you recommend just starting um, from scratch now or going back and changing everything? Does it matter? SEO is a work in progress. You can definitely take a look at your Google Analytics. Uh, if And I hope you have that installed on your site. If you don't have it, definitely do it because Google Analytics will show you the content and who's visiting your site, what blog posts, for example, that they're visiting and what they're reading. So if you see some that don't have a lot of impressions um, or just really didn't get any traction, you can always uh, change the title and see if that would work, uh, if Google would re-index that blog post. I won't get into all the technical standpoints of it, but I'm um, trying to not sound so techy here. Um, <laughs> but that could help definitely get some more uh, traffic to that blog post. Do you have any tips for somebody who just doesn't really know how to tap into what their dream client is looking for and they're having a hard time stepping back maybe like three to five years from, you know, where they used to be? Usually that's kind of where we can hang out is in our brains 
in the past. And if people are having trouble using their words, where are some places they can go to figure out what words to use for their content? Well, they can definitely search some free keyword tools. Uh, what they should come up with is a keyword list of what they think people are searching for, for their type of business. And Keywords Everywhere is a free tool. It's a Google um, Chrome extension browser. You put it on the browser, excuse me, and they'll give you all different types of keywords for your business. You can even put in, for example, if you are a business coach, and you can put that right into Google, and before you hit enter, you'll see all different variations of keywords that pop up, what else people are searching for. If you were to put business coach and for example, I'll use New York City, business coach, New York City, and hit enter in Google and scroll to the bottom of the search engine results page, it'll say similar uh, results to or similar searches to, and there's a bunch of keywords down there. That also helps. You can find um, some additional keywords for your business. There's also a free tool to see what questions people are searching for based on your topic. And that's called answerthepublic.com. I love that website. Isn't great. Yeah. That homepage is a little scary. You know? um, so a lot of people are like, what, where are you sending me, Melissa? But you can just put in your topic and you'll get all these questions um, that people are searching for based on your topic. So it can give you some content ideas uh, to create blog posts, videos, et cetera. I, I love that website because I'm a very visual person and it really helps me come up with a lot of ideas. So I always show my students that and I always I always give them the warning. You're, you're going to get a little scared right when you get there, but right. it's really yeah, helpful. Yeah, the whole page is scary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you're not, if you're wondering what we're talking about, you'll just have to go there yourself. <laughs> and it's it's definitely a memorable site. I mean, everyone knows Answer the Public because of that page for sure. Yeah, it's true. It's true. You, it's like, that's not a pretty site. Um, definitely not a pretty homepage. Um, no offense to the yeah. Uh, you'll, you'll see for yourself. <laughs> it's <yeah>. effective. <laughs> Okay. So th those are great tips. I love finding inspiration for content. That's one of my favorite things to do. I think it's really important to listen to other people, especially the experts on how to find inspiration for your own ideas. So let's talk about like where we are now, like it's 29, 2019. And I don't know about you. I don't know if I'm reading blog posts as much as I used to be. So is that still a good strategy to drive traffic to your website? Yes, it is. Because the more fresh content that you have on your website, the more Google will come back to it. When we create our web, our websites, it's known as static pages. They really just don't change a lot or about us. It, you know, it's once and done. And it's kind of maybe you'll do a little update here and there. So a blog component on your website creates fresh content. And that brings Google back over. Yes. Do people have shorter attention spans maybe and less time to read blog posts? Absolutely. So if you incorporate a video into your blog, that will help you rank 50 times higher 
in Google search engine results because Google owns YouTube. Not everyone uses video. Video, you can talk about your topic in five minutes or less. It's a great way to have content, fresh content, and Google to come over to your site. You can even transcribe your video to have the content below your video and your blog post. That's creating content as well. So Google, the more content you have, the better. Google loves, for example, a blog post of a thousand words or more, but I know how difficult that is. Um, so a video does help create that content. That's super interesting. I love when you can get facts, not just a lot of fluff. So that's really helpful. Thank you. So if somebody has a blog, a blog, they're doing good and they have video, Google really loves them. So what if they, like for me, for example, I just put my podcast episodes up as a blog post. Um, so you recommend having a thousand words or more. Yes. Now, if you, if you try doing that, how long would you give it to see if it's effective for you? Like, would you give it a month or how, or longer? You want to make sure that you sign up and this is a free tool. It's called Google search console and you verify your site with Google. It takes a few steps. So it might give you suggested steps, how to verify your website. You can do it through your domain provider. You can put a snippet of code into the header of your site. Um, It will give you some suggestions how to verify your site with Google. Once that verification process is completed, you can submit each page or post to Google to say, hey, Google, please come over to this page or post and please index it. And what index means is Google takes a snapshot of that page and kind of files it away in Google database land. And it will, the algorithm will match any keywords that come up on someone's search query. And hopefully it will recommend your site. There's a lot of nuances why it recommends your site, et cetera. Um, But that is a free tool and probably the fastest way for Google to start coming over to that page or post. And I tell a lot of my clients, just because you had a launch party last week for your website doesn't mean Google knows about it. It doesn't know that it exists. That is another really good tip. So if you're doing that um, on your website, what if you have a lot of content on lead pages or some other kind of landing page builder? Does Google pick those up or are those not as effective as having everything on your website? It's better to have it on your website. So for example, if you have WordPress, lead pages, connects via plugin into WordPress. So a lead page can look like it's living on your website Mm. by the use of that plugin. Um, I always recommend to have it on your website just from an SEO perspective. Okay. Well, I don't have WordPress. I'm a Squarespacer and I know a lot of my people are Squarespacers. I am too. I am too. Um, (laughs) Because unfortunately with lead pages, click funnels, et cetera. That's its own platform. Mm -hmm. So it's not giving you the SEO. It's giving them the SEO. Mm. Okay. So what's your perspective on that? Is that like, okay, that's fine. Or should, should a person make changes? 
if you can have in in Squarespace, this is you can do it. I mean, I'm I I do this as well. I have click funnels. So unfortunately, from a sales page perspective, and I also have a sales page on Squarespace. It's you have to think of okay, you can optimize your, for example, I'll use click funnels or even lead pages. You can optimize it for SEO. You can u- utilize the keywords. You can put keywords in there, but unfortunately you have to think, okay, they're not coming back to my site unless that's what that lead page or that click funnel is doing, mm-hmm. going back to your website and bringing people back to your website. But most of the times it's not, it's signing up for a webinar. It's signing up for it could be your sales page, etc. So it's just really not bringing traffic back to your own website. Okay, that's that's really important to to remember. I think it it's kind of goes back to remembering your end goal and what do you want to happen. I mean, mm-hmm. we want people to sign up for our stuff, and it's you know I think you have to use the tools that work best for your end goal. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I I, I know it myself. I know from Squarespace perspective and then utilizing click funnels click funnels had more capability of the sign up page the thank you page the the whole funnel perspective mm-hmm. and i realize i know that's not it's not helping my website seo mm-hmm. but it's more a matter of convenience and people going through the funnel and just squarespace might have a little bit more limited capability of right. how that can happen. Right. Okay. That, that makes sense. And I think that's probably a, a good strategy would be to have traffic coming to your website, reading your content, and then downloading your freebies, taking them off to your landing page. Mm-hmm. Is that a good strategy? Absolutely. I was even talking with a lot of clients this week um, about Instagram, for example. Instagram, um, if you wanted to bring people back to your website, so there's a third party service called Linktree mm-hmm. and Linktree, it's very convenient because you can have buttons, uh, you can bring people back multiple ways and multiple to multiple pages, et cetera, different places on your website, your opt-in, your blog, your about you page, your work with me page, et cetera. So that's a great tool to use. However, it's a third party service. Mm-hmm. So it went down, I think it was until in the winter, I can't remember. And I use it. Mm-hmm. Probably shouldn't be because I should practice what I preach, but this, I'm <laughs> on my long lists of things to do. Um, and it, that link tree went down. They had a tech glitch and something happened. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh no, oh no. But this is why you should have your own page. For example, your website dot com slash Instagram mm-hmm. on your website. You can kind of recreate what Linktree does and bring people automatically back to your site. Just have a button here, read my blog. Mm-hmm. I love that tip. Yeah. And I remember so, when that happened because yes. I thought I'm so glad I have mine is lindsaymaloney.com slash click. And it's like, just bring everybody to your home. Don't bring them to another place. Yeah. That's exactly. another area where they have to click. Yeah. And then exactly. you can actually see the information. You know, for a fact that these people are coming from Instagram. So yep. you know who's visiting your profile. Exactly. So it's, it's a way to 
get people onto your site and maybe even stick around a little longer on your site too and kind of look through the navigation of your site and click from page to page, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So that's just one way of getting people to your site and without using a third party. Mm -hmm. Love that. So let's talk about social media since we went over there. Um, How important is SEO for social media? It's important, especially on Pinterest. Uh, Pinterest is not just social media. It is a search engine. So you can find keywords on your topic, even from Pinterest. Um, And it's really, really important um, to utilize Pinterest. I see most of my clients are getting the most traffic from Pinterest back to their websites. It's a little bit more difficult on Instagram with keywords, if you want to utilize them as hashtags, that's, mm. that's another strategy. Uh, Facebook, not so much with keywords. You can utilize them. I think Facebook is starting to um, utilize keyword alerts in groups, etc. I think they caught on to the keyword trend. Mm-hmm. Um, so they have, um, you can get alerts when people are searching for a certain topic. Um, so that's very interesting. I just, I saw that message just pop up in one of my groups. So I'm like, oh, this is interesting. Finally, they're, mm-hmm. they're they realize that keywords are important as well. Um, but Pinterest, so definitely hands down for SEO. It's a another tool for you to get traffic back to your website. I love Pinterest for that fact. And Mm -hmm. I have most of my pins going straight to landing pages, so they're not going to my website, but I, I, I think it's so fun to use Pinterest as a search engine. And that's one of my favorite ways to find content ideas as well. So if you're not using that, for inspiration, go over there. Cause it's, it's, it's very visual again. And if you're it a is. visual person, it really is helpful. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's a great tool that I think a lot of people focus on Instagram, uh, because it's visual mm-hmm. and, but it doesn't see as much conversion compared to Pinterest. Well, I suppose Instagram is just so fast, you know, it's like you put something up, it's gone. And then Pinterest, it's like there forever. And the longer it's there, the better. Yep. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I've even noticed, um, I ask questions before people join my Facebook group, how they found me. And they, I've noticed lately, there's been a few that say Google and that's very interesting. And I thought, I wonder what they type in to find it because you don't see that very much. Exactly. Uh, it, it could be on your specific topic, like how to get clients. It could be, and that is popping up. But yes, uh, Facebook definitely wants to come up higher in search. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So do you recommend having a Facebook group with keywords in the title? Yes. Yes. Because that's how people would be searching for it too. Mm-hmm. Like it seems like it's, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It seems mm-hmm. like um, a lot of times people want to be like a little cute with their names, but I don't think that's what people are searching for. No, uh, I'm, one of my groups is getting found online with Melissa McGraw. Pretty, mm-hmm. <laughs> pretty simple, mm-hmm. uh, straightforward. But that's what people would be searching for: getting found online. 
Oh, totally. And mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's kind of scary for people to simplify because they think they have to spend days of thinking of these amazing names. But when you just pick what's the one thing they're searching for as your title, that's when people will find you. Exactly. Exactly. Cause it, it's, it's, we're really making it very complicated. So we think we have to have this cutesy name and it, it's really, really right in front of us. It's really so simple. Mm-hmm. Okay, Melissa, you have given us so many great tips. I already have been writing a to-do list of what I need to do with my content. And how can people find out if they don't want to do this at all? Can Do you work with people one-on-one or how can people find out how to do more with you? I do offer a done-for-you website, seo just go on the back end. I'm all techie and just do this optimization for you. A lot of my clients, like I mentioned, say this just is not my thing. I do not have time for this at all. I just need you to do it. And that's what I do. So I have that surface. It's called SEO My Site Now. Mm. And you can go to seomysitenow.com or you can check out my website, thecreativepotential.com for my SEO My Site Now service. I do offer a complimentary 30-minute SEO session if you want to talk a little bit more about your SEO and what might be going on with your website traffic. And you can book a session with me. It's right on my website there. Uh, And I also have a free Facebook group, Getting Found Online with Melissa McGraw, where I give all those SEO tips for those that want to learn and implement it into their own website. Love it. How many times a day do you say SEO? Oh, I can't even. I... I have no idea. Many, <laughs> many, many times. Many times. Yeah. I'm switching it to getting found online. I think that's a <laughs> variation keyword. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Melissa, this was so good. Thank you so much for sharing and being so generous with your knowledge. I want to encourage everyone to upgrade their life so they can get found too. Go find Melissa. Go to her free Facebook group, go see her site, see what she can do for you so we can get found too. Thank you so much for being here, Melissa. Thank you so much for having me. Want 10 ways for you to start booking your dream clients? I created this workbook for you because I wanted to share my best tips on how I book mine. You're not going to believe how easy these are, and I know you'll be able to take my tips and put them into action ASAP so you can start working with your dream clients. To grab the workbook for free, all you have to do is go to lindsaymaloney.com podcast. Hey coaches, are you a member of the Book Your Dream Clients community yet? Because you should be. Just go to dreamclientcommunity.com to request free access. We do fun things like website audits, challenges, and we even have a book club. Join the free Dream Client community now and we'll see you there. Thank you so much for listening to the Book Your Dream Clients podcast. If you want to find out more information how you can work with me, just head on over to my website, lindsaymaloney.com. You will be able to see how you can work with me privately or in a group setting. I'm all about helping you start and scale your coaching business, so I'd love to hear from you.
Don't forget to subscribe to the show on iTunes and leave a rating and review. And if you want bonus points, take a screenshot of a review and tag me on your Instagram story. I'd love to see it and share it with my audience. And plus, you don't want to miss another episode.